Hello, podcast listeners. You are listening to another episode of The Long Journey Home. I am your host, Corbin Johnson. Just leaving work. It's been a long week. Let's talk some Trek, shall we? So it has come to my attention that New Arrivals is one hell of a card. And we talked about it during the regional 2013 podcast, 2014 podcast, excuse me, how all three of my opponents brought it as a card in their deck. So I have to admit that I am starting to rethink this card. I've been talking about how I thought it was just a card that was incorrectly developed and designed. And now... The more I think about it, the more it seems like a reasonably well-designed card. So why why the change of heart? Uh, why did I think that way before? And after that, we will talk about the statistics that are underlying the card. That is, how good is the card really? And should you start playing with it? So why did I think it was a bad card to start off with? Well, I think I had this opinion that a generic card... Well, okay, the card's design intent originally was to make a card that would be starter-specific, that would only see play with starters to make the starters actually work. And it does that job fairly well. However, the wording on the card made it such that it became a generic play draw engine built into one card, much like Continuing Mission. So, and again, I thought Continuing Mission was a problem mainly because it was this way of drawing cards during the play phase, which would cause, it was unprecedented and it led to having multiple very easy-to-use play-and-draw engines. And I guess my beef with Continuing Mission was that it was just too easy to use. Not only that, but it made other deck types not as good. And that it led to kind of a Delta Quadrant-like escalation to the Alpha Quadrant. That's not to say that the Alpha Quadrant's any better than the Delta Quadrant. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But we didn't want to remake Voyager, essentially. Voyager was when First Edition started to see problems. It was right after that golden era. Yeah, Rules of Acquisition was kind of a boring set, sure. And coming right after it, I guess, was Trouble of Tribbles. Uh, We had Reflections in there. Those are, you know, interesting sets. You know, they are the two... uh, They're the two sets that are easiest to grab right now, other than Premiere, or um, that and Mirror Mirror. So all three of those sets are kind of... They have interesting decks in there and whatnot, but you can find them relatively easily, which may mean that they're just not as powerful as, say, the Delta Quadrant sets. Uh, Delta Quadrant Spatial Scission, I mean, obviously was was the big problem. It, you know, Decipher's intentions were probably, let's make a lot of money by saying, hey, if you've got two mains, you know, you can 
you can use them to play extra cards and boost your guys, and this is great for you, right? So, yeah, uh, anyway, so hopefully we learned our lesson. Uh, the lesson to learn from, that I think we had to learn from Voyager, is that we had, uh, you were, you had isolation was a problem. You had escalation, which was pro- which was a problem. Isolation is not so much a problem anymore. I think we've taken care of that with you are a monument. But escalation, you've got high skilled, yeah, very highly skilled personnel that you could have two copies of in play, and then you could draw a bunch of cards and play a bunch of cards because you had lots of copies of these guys. So all of that put together was a problem. We took care of Delta Quadrant Spatial Decision. Actually, Decipher took care of that to some degree. It made it a lot less better. And we've just outright banned it, so that's fine too. But what remains was still very good. So I think of Continuing Mission as kind of like a Delta Quadrant light. And I think the intentions are good. You've got a relatively well-balanced group of personnel. Uh, Federation bridge crew was probably the most skilled. However, they may have had the hardest time getting together a large group of people in the continuing mission era. And... You've got the Klingons. Obviously, they were dominant, and then Ferengi came out, and they became the dominant. But and this was all because there was um, the ability to get lots of guys out relatively easily, plus battle. Battle was the other issue. So there was no issue with interactivity. And in fact, it probably caused some people to say, hey, maybe I don't want to deal with this. If I can get Delta Quadrant to be as fast as this, then I'm just going to hang out there. These guys can have their battle fun in the Alpha Quadrant. So hopefully all the errata have, take care of, have taken care of this. But this is a very roundabout way of getting to the issues I have with new arrivals, at least the issues I had with new arrivals. This idea of getting to play a guy for free. Uh, they had to be universal and not played already. So I thought that would be good enough for players to not use this in Constructed. But as it turns out, it's quite the opposite. Players have taken to this and said, well, since the card allows you to download without penalty, one of two things can happen. Either my opponent will or will not play General Quarters. If they are, then I can play a maximum of three guys a turn. And if they aren't, then I could play whatever the maximum is. And that's a problem with Delta Quadrant. You can download as much guys as you want. There's a lot of download going on there. But so so the whole play three, draw three is still quite viable with new arrivals. It's a universal guy. It's your normal card play. And then it's a download. And if you can muster that download in whatever way you decide to manifest that, then that's great. So this is a card that can help out affiliations that are good at downloading guys. Like Delta Quadrant could, in theory, take advantage of this. Uh, specifically, the non-aligned guys with their download of one, 
and Marika and Lance Orpachan. And who else is good at downloading? Uh, holograms, obviously. You can download guys with holograms. So uh, I've seen decks that uh, a Horogen deck that uses new arrivals because there's a lot of universal guys, and at the same time, they can download holograms with the holodeck door. So, the other uh, affiliation that comes to mind is anyone who can use a Nor obviously can download uh, a guy. That's in place for your normal card play, though, so you lose kind of the advantage there. Uh, I don't know if there's really any other good ways to download guys. I'm sure there are that I'm just not thinking of them right now. But uh, regardless, you have this ability to get three guys a turn still, and you're not limited to the amount of draws you can get with new arrivals. Plus, you get a draw built in with new arrivals. So it's actually turned out to be a very powerful card. It's very generic. So decks that are using it are able to be decks that maybe weren't so good at free playing that can now use this. So KCA, for example, or Kazon. I know I've seen a Kazon deck that utilized this, and it was very good. So I think this card is seeing a lot of play, and why am I changing my mind on it? You know, I, I was worried that this was, I, I guess, Borg, right? The Borg, I felt... They're very good at downloading guys, and getting three guys a turn, or even five with activate subcommands, you don't get the draw at the end of your turn, but you can get lots of guys with Borg, and this was just an additional free play. Now, most Borg decks that I am aware of were more in the camp of just getting to download guys. It was all about turning cards in hand into downloads of dudes, using Seven of Nine, the Borg Queen, and whatever. So, this opens up a new deck design space, which is interesting, which allows you to play universal guys that you haven't played already, and download guys with the Queen, or activate subcommands, or even Awaken, I mean, obviously. But, yeah, this is, uh, uh, has been good for Borg. And, I guess... It's time, right? It was time for us to make a card that let a new person in and say, you don't have to study all the weird free play engines that exist in first edition, nor do you have to study all the draw engines. In fact, here's this. Here's a copy of Surprise Party. And maybe you want to go check out Handshake. And then that's it, you know? You're in. You can play a deck and make a deck just as good as, or maybe nearly as good as, other decks. And we're going to talk about the deck statistics that prove that, in fact, this has become popular probably not only with, I, I, I don't have any proof of it being popular with old and new players, but I am assuming new players can take this card and just run with it. So that's very, um, that's actually very exciting now that I think about it again. I think it's exciting to finally have a card that's generic enough that says, Oh, you bought, you got a bunch of Ferengi? Well, cool, you know, here's a deck. Go go try making a deck with your Ferengi. And you might actually, you know, win a couple games. Or, you know, I bought a lot of Troubled Tribbles. Uh, I could throw this right in with, uh, I guess you could throw it in with 
the feds. Uh, they're not so good at downloading guys, but you can most certainly play guys. Uh, yeah, this, yeah, maybe not. But there are certainly affiliations that aren't good at playing guys for free that now you get this free dude and maybe you mix it in with something that can download some guys like holodeck doors and you're off to the races. So I take it back, you know, this card I think is good. And baseline cards are cards that kind of give the uh, trade-offs in first edition, especially with a game that has no cost system. So cards that can say, well, uh, yeah, you're card play is actually worth three card draws. Like, Keeps Roger Collector, I'd consider that a baseline card. And cards like New Arrivals, or uh, anything that explains to you that the trade-offs in the game, this is what they're valued at, or make cards that are slightly undervalued that, that at least give a new player a chance to keep up. The rules for first edition are poor in that the rule of the game is you draw one, play one, or play one, draw one, and no one actually does that anymore. Even the starter decks with new arrivals are at play two, draw two. So it's time that cards like this maybe make more presence in the game. And Continuing Mission was this. This was, it was new arrivals, but expanded with several cards. And it said... You get to pick your play engine, and here's a draw engine, and this is really easy, guys, and go have fun. And, but you're only limited to a certain crew. Fine. So here's a card now with new arrivals that says, let's open it up. Anyone who wants to can probably find an interesting deck to build around this. So uh, in that way, it is exciting, and hopefully tools like this will allow new players to come in and say... Oh, well, at least, you know, they can play some games, and the best way to learn the game is to play the game, play against interesting opponents. You'll see interesting opponents. They'll use Bajoran Resistance Cell. They'll use Caretaker's Array. They'll use Ancestral Vision. They're going to use whatever is out there as their own play and draw engines. And you're going to learn about the ones that have been used, the legacy draw engines, the ones that are in place, and the play engines, and you're going to learn all that. But here, you are staying semi-competitive if not competitive with everyone and you are learning and you are playing and hopefully you're having a good time so this is good and maybe we need more cards like this so that's enough of why i've reversed my course on new arrivals let's talk about the statistics that show that this is really actually a great card and if so we did a, i did a little web scraping of the CC site and looked at all the cards that are listed, all the decks that are listed as recent decks using new arrivals. And of 72 decks that are, you know, first of all, 72 decks were listed as using new arrivals. Now these could include decks among all the different formats that are played at tournaments. Uh, I believe of 72, I think 70 or 71 of or 74 decks, there's 72 of them that were all played in tournaments. So this is the most interesting part. 50% of those decks either took first or second place. 
How amazing is that? This card is not only probably something that will change the course of the game towards something that new players can adopt or just lazy players can take on. And lazy is okay. It's really okay to be lazy in Trek. If you don't want to build a deck, or if you do want to build a deck but you want to keep it easy, use this or net deck or net deck one of these or whatever. And making the gameplay even simpler too is, oh, well, you get to play a universal guy, make sure you haven't played him yet. And go ahead and just, that's that's it. That's all you have to do. This is really easy. So I think it's good to have these uh, as well to help new players come in and not have to keep track of too much stuff. So anyway, 50% of decks took either first or second place. It's really amazing. 36 decks. So uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. Uh, but you're wondering, well, is that good or bad? You need a basis for comparison. So I scraped four more cards that hopefully will give you some feel as to where, uh, where this is going, uh, how good of a card this is. Uh, the next deck, the next card I looked at was Bajoran Resistance Cell. Before the regional season, there was some talk that basically any good deck is Bajoran Resistance Cell mixed with something, with a treaty or something. That's how I built my regional deck and decided to go with it. Um, I think there was 27 instances of Bajoran Resistance Cell used in recent decks, and of that, 13, or was it, no, it was 14 decks took first or second place. That's a whopping 52% of decks that used this card and did very well with it. So, yes, it's, strictly speaking, a higher percentage of decks that won. But at the same time, this does not exclude decks that may have used both cards. I don't know if there are any. I didn't actually look through it. But, holy crap, um... If 52% of decks are using Bajoran Resistance Cell that are taking first or second place, and 50% are using New Resistance or New Arrivals, that's quite amazing to me. I think just those raw numbers right there should indicate to us that it's a good card, and it perhaps is on par with or rivals that of Bajoran Resistance Cell. And these are small samples, like small sample sizes, obviously, but. I think they're still interesting data to glean from this, or at least an interesting opinion, and hence why I'm doing this show. So I did uh, three other cards. Uh, the next one was Caretaker's Array, and Caretaker's Array was pretty abysmal. I think, I can't, um, I wrote it down. The uh, Caretaker's Array is not a great, I tried to come up with a card that could represent Delta Quadrant decks, and Caretaker's Array made sense, I mean, Ancestral Vision might to some degree, but there are definitely Delta Quadrant decks that don't use either. So I don't really know. Uh, I didn't really have a good way to scrape very easily the the CC's website to figure out uh, all the Delta Quadrant decks and see where they placed in tournaments. So I went with Caretaker's Array, and of 27 decks using it, only five hit first or second place. Uh, I can't do, uh, what's that, like 20, 16 to 20%, somewhere in there, of decks. I mean, that's a staggeringly low amount, considering, I mean, I, maybe, you know, I have been saying for some time that I thought Delta could still take it, but, uh, as and by take it, I mean, you know, could still hold its weight against where we're going, and I guess I'm sorely mistaken. Either good Delta Quadrant decks are not using Caretaker's Array, 
or this is the death knell. This is the uh, bell ringing saying, Delta's just not good anymore. Uh, pretty amazing, just the comparison of all three of these. So I also looked at Reshape the Quadrant and Continuing Mission. Uh, Reshape the Quadrant, obviously, if, uh, if New Arrivals is being compared, right, uh, Reshape the Quadrant uh, without looking at anything beyond all decks. I didn't look through each format. Uh, so this could include Block and Sealed and all that. Reshape the Quadrant had 76 decks used and 13 first place, 17 second place for a total, what's that, 30? So 30 out of 76 is still, it's pretty close to 50%. It's more like 40-ish right in there. But that's pretty amazing that uh, Reshape the Quadrant right there on its own as just a card representing Deep Space Nine decks in general we're talking about nearly or around 40% of those decks taking first or second place. Some of them are going to use new arrivals. Some of them are going to use Bajoran Resistance Cell, sure. So just if you're using Caretaker or uh, Reshape the Quadrant, there's, you know, something to be said for how it's better than Delta, just straight up. And there's obviously been mishaps. I mean, we have the uh, Warp Speed, uh, Warp Pack come out. And maybe that, in some ways, said that it wasn't as good as Continuing Mission yet. But still, it's just very interesting. Uh, finally, I did do Continuing Mission. I didn't have a chance to scrape all the decks. It's an amazing number of decks. I think something like 140 decks use Continuing Mission. I simply ran out of time. But uh, 9 out of 25 of the decks I was able to scrape took first or second place. Now, that's... Uh, 9, 18, 27, so about 30%, 33% or so, a little over that 35% of those decks. It's a small sample of the total. Um, still, that's better than Delta, and it shows that it's still popular. But if, if 50% of the new arrivals decks are taking first and second place, well, maybe it's a warning. It says this card is good. It says this card is popular. So it's okay to make good and popular cards, and maybe this is kind of a fine balance between what Delta offered and what Continuing Mission offered. It's it's a simpler Continuing Mission. It's, it's not as crazy, strange, and good as Delta... Or maybe it is. Maybe it is better, given all the errata that's come out. It's a baseline card that doesn't exactly do anything terribly terrible, at least on face value. I obviously discounted it and said, this is no good. And now I look back at it and go, wow, maybe I need to build more decks around this. Maybe this will get me more wins. You know, if half the decks using it are going to take first or second place, how amazing is that? So, New Arrivals, my opinion, it is good, obviously. It is very good. It's not Bajoran Resistance Cell good, apparently, but it's still very good. And we're going to see it played more, and I don't know if 
I, I wonder if we're going to see it errata because it is taking that 50% number. I, I, I hope the continuing committee decides to let this play out a little longer, see where the constructed decks go, see if something truly broken comes out of it. I know the Borg, obviously, it's, it's fun to give the Borg new tools and even inadvertently give them new tools. I'm curious to see if this takes the Borg to a new level. And I don't think it has yet, but it definitely does give the Borg a new tool. And I wonder if, you know, I don't think people are going to combine this with Bajoran Resistance Cell. Obviously, uh, the free plays and whatnot don't make sense to overlap. But new deck types are going to come out of this, and that's okay. I love seeing new deck types, and I love seeing new players hopefully getting to try out this card and go, okay, I like this game. Let's see what else the game has to offer. And hopefully, one other thing, I hope that this card opens up deck design space that is outside the normal free play and draw engines, and I think it does. And therefore means that more cards are going to see more play. And I think that's a good thing too. I think that means that more good things are going to come out of trying out different cards or cards that just were binder fodder. Now we're going to see, uh, in fact, Ken Tufts, Ken, I think it was Ken Tufts, has a Herogen deck. It took first place that uses this card. And he uses the Herogen, the universal Herogen from Life from Lifelessness that downloads body armor. And I can tell you I've never used that Herogen in a Herogen deck. And to see that that card is now getting some use is very exciting. And to see body armor used, even though it was not that great of a card, uh, is going to see some use is kind of cool too. So, I encourage... I, I, I'm encouraging the designers to maybe think about more generic cards that could encourage more play like this. Maybe in a new home front set. Or maybe just in the sets that are coming up. I don't know. But... It's an interesting card, and let's see where it goes. All right, questions, comments, or concerns, you can call me at 267-CALL-CPJ. You can also drop me a voicemail there. And uh, keep it short, three minutes or less, and I'll play it on the air for you. You can also email me at corbinjohnson at me.com or send me a private message on the message boards at corbinq27. Until next time, this is Corbin Johnson signing off, saying so long and thanks for all the truck.